want to get on more stages to speak and spread your message or sell from stage? Well, today in the Waste Up Wardrobe Studio, I'm interviewing an expert who helps her clients get speaking gigs, preps them for the for the stage, and mentors them through the whole process. But if you want to hear what she has to say, you know the drill. You're going to have to stick around because we're coming back with all of that in just a minute. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. We are on episode 108 here today, and we're going to be talking about getting those speaking gigs. If you are somebody who wants to be doing that, wants to be spreading your message from a stage one to many. But before I get started, I just want to say that we are on iTunes. So feel free to go there, rate us, review us, and listen to the podcast because you get to hear the audio there. If you're taking a stroll on the beach or you're driving, in your car. It's a great way to sample some of the Waste Up Wardrobe episodes. And we're also on YouTube. And of course, we always stream here at 1130 on Thursdays live through Facebook. Um, and I want to just say thanks, thank you to my awesome producer, Rick Moscosa, who's always in the production room making this entire show possible technically and making it like you know, making it all happen just seamlessly. So thank you, Rick, for being here. There he is popping in. And um, now I just want to kind of dive right in and start talking and bragging about my guest expert today. My guest expert today is Lisa Reed. And Lisa is the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now. Um, she coaches speakers on how to get booked and attract clients through speaking. She has personally delivered over 600 speaking engagements herself. And uh, you can learn more about her and her resources at speaking, get, get speaking gigs now.com. And I'll say that one more time because I stumbled. <laughs> get speaking gigs now.com is also on the screen. And so she will be talking to us about how to get those speaking engagements, how to keep them coming, and how to prep for them. So please help me welcome Lisa Reed to the show. Hi, Lisa. Hello. So excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you. We met a couple, well, several several years ago um, during one of your um, meetings that you were having, and um, it was it was a really it was really cool to see you kind of in action, helping people understand how important speaking can be to a group and for their businesses, and just how to navigate all that. So I'm really excited to dig deep and really give the audience some tips on how to do this for themselves and and have them get to know you. But one of the things that we do at the top of the show is we get to know you on a personal level a little bit. <laughs> because cool. to, to know who Lisa is. And I'm just going to be throwing at you some questions that are like this or that question. So just kind of respond um, as I throw them at you. Okay. 
cats or dogs? Used to be cats. Now it's dogs. Really? You you converted. <laughs> ah, and do you have a dog? I have a Shih Tzu. She's so adorable. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Dogs are just such a wonderful addition to the family. Okay, college teaching or entrepreneurial coaching? Well, I used to be a college instructor actually at Cal State Fullerton, and I definitely would say entrepreneurial coach is my preference because I'm not as limited to the structure that one would need to follow if working with a university. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's so interesting about you. So when, how long ago were you a, a professor? At, um... When I was 22, uh, which was a really long time ago. And I, I, I have a master's degree in speech communication. P.S. Mm -hmm. You don't need one to be a speaker. It just happens to be that I have one. And I taught for two years while I was getting my my graduate degree at Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's really, really cool. And it, it, it kind of, I guess it was always in your blood. You really enjoyed it. I love teaching. Yeah. Um, so vacations or staycations? Both. I love going on vacation, but I like to live like I'm on vacation. <laughs> ah, well, you are speaking from my heart because I am the same way. I love to live. I mean, I feel like we live in Orange County. So it's like, Everybody comes here to vacation. Why would we go? We're very lucky. Yeah. We're, where we live, we're so lucky. And yeah. so like my husband and I, if we go out to dinner, we try to find places that like, oh, this feels like a place we would go when we're on vacation, that type of thing. I go to the, I utilize my pool. I, you know, I'm not one of those people who has the pool and never goes to it, that kind of thing. Well, that's really, that's actually a really good tip. It's, it's really important for people to use those things that are at your disposal because then we kind of take those for granted, right? It's, it's. Yeah. That's a really great way to live. Okay, we're going to dive right in because I want people to hear all about your genius. So you mentor and help people get these speaking engagements. And um, can you share like how you got started in that arena? Yes. And I will also say I'm a feed you, feed you, not a feed you a fish, but teach you how to fish kind of a coach. Like I want to empower all my clients to be able to get booked consistently for the rest of their career, no matter where they live and no matter what industry they're in. So everything I teach is around that. Like, how can I empower you to do that for yourself? Um, how I got started? Oh my gosh. Well, we'll start when I was 40. I was hired by a personal development company and they, I, I, we were actually talking about this prior to the show behind the scenes. And I had taken several workshops with them for a couple of years, had found massive, massive results in my personal and professional life. And so I was really in love with the work. And they had come to me and they said, we are actually looking for someone to help us um, bring in new clients in business development. And how we've done that is we give a presentation on mindset and we go out and teach as many people as we can. You know, we give this presentation, would you be interested? And I was like, of course, <laughs> that 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 would be amazing because now I actually get to help people make massive massive results in their life because I knew it already worked right I was what I call ignorance on fire it's like yes let's do this thing I don't know how it's going to work but I'm in yeah so that first year I booked 83 speaking gigs in my local area and we live in Orange County California and I brought in hundreds of clients to fill 10 weekend workshops each year, right? And so, so that's what I would just, I would just do that. And obviously I learned a ton along the way. 
Well, while this is occurring, you know, all the blood, sweat and tears of trying to get that many gigs and <laughs> cold calling and looking under rocks and nooks and crannies and, you know, doing my best. I'm telling you, it wasn't unicorns and rainbows. All of it was not unicorns and rainbows. But I started this group called the OC Speakers Network because I love, which is where you and I met or one of the times that we met because I love connecting, collaborating, educating, giving, learning. Like I was like, this is a great place where I could probably get some referrals for speaking and I could give referrals for speaking. So doing that, that started back in 2013. And along the way, people kept asking me for support. They're like, how did you get that gig? How did you get booked here? Why are you booked everywhere? What are you doing? What are you like bribing people? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> Still have not bribed anybody. But I it was one of those days, it was a couple of years had gone by and people kept asking me for help. And I'm like, I can't help you with that. Finally, you know, got hit by the two by four. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to help people with this. And that's when I started writing everything down, everything that's in my book, everything that's in my programs. I was like, what are the things? What, like, if I was just really narrow down, what are the things that people need to know to go from, I've never spoken before, but I want to, to I'm, I'm booked all the time. And that's what everything I do is about. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. I mean, what a great way to really harness your genius and, and, and touch other people with it, right? Because this is something as business owners and entrepreneurs, speaking from the stage can be very powerful in somebody's business. I mean, it's, it's your opportunity to speak not one-on-one, -on -one, but one to many people and spread your, you know, um, your, your, re your purpose or also sell from stage. And uh, whether you're trying to be a thought leader or trying to be, um, you know, selling from stage, you know, you need to be speaking to a lot of people to do that, right? So uh, it's it's really cool what you created. You know, do you think that, because sometimes I'll run into business owners and we'll talk about speaking engagements and they're like, ah, my business, I, I can't, I don't really need to take the stage. Do you believe that every business owner has this opportunity to get on a stage and, and find an impact um, as a result? I do think it can work for probably nearly any industry. And it's also a personal decision. A lot of, like I tell people, I don't, I'm not an elbow twister, like, or arm twister. That's what it is. I'm not an arm twister. Like if you are not called to speak or you just really have a resistance to it, I'm not the person who's going to talk you into it, yeah. but it's more of like an internal calling. And I find this with a lot of the clients that I work closely with. They are like, I've always wanted to do this. I've always dreamed of doing this. Or on the other hand, they might've had fear around it, but whatever that message is, that thing that's like, it's like, this is bigger than my fear. I need to get this out to people. People need to know this information. And so a lot of times I'll work with really heart-centered people. Maybe they're like, oh, if they knew this, then their life could be better. But other times it might be financial um, business, financial professionals, business professionals who are like, there's a lot of misinformation out there. I could save people money. I could save them heartache, you know, from making decisions. So if you, I think it could really work for practically anything. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's kind of like you've been there, done that. I mean, 600 speaking engagements, you, your, all your training, even your teaching all kind of inform you know, the work that you're doing with clients to get them on those stages and have, help them feel successful in booking those stages. Um, so I, I think, you know, I think you've really kind of navigated this whole 
area as industry for entrepreneurs in a very thoughtful way. And you have so much to offer them from like the beginning to, to, to really keeping it going. Mm -hmm. uh, do you, do you have any tips on how, like if somebody was listening to us right now and, or listen to a replay, do you have tips on how they can simply, like, is there some simple tips about how to compose a good talk? I know that's a very big question, but are there like certain things that you think are important? Yes. So here's, I'll, I'll give some bite-sized tips. So at least you could start getting started. And yes, I do a deep dive on my get your talk ready to rock bootcamp. And I also offer get your talk ready to rock, like one-on-one -on -one sessions, deep dive where I collaborate with them to create their talk. So I typically say the first step is you do have to have a talk. So I call it get your talk ready to rock. It's very difficult. Christine, you probably agree. If you say you're a speaker, but you don't have a talk ready, you're not really like open to those opportunities. Also, people are going to say, oh, great. What's your talk about? And you're like, I don't have, um, I'm still working on it. Like you don't want to just yeah. come out like that. So my philosophy is like, always be ready to be ready. And whatever you can do ahead of time, why not? Like if you want to be a speaker, well, then you need to have a talk. Okay. So what are the three main things you need to have in your talk? Here's some tidbits for you. Yes. You need an attractive title. Of course. Right. You don't want to have the person wonder, well, I don't really get what that talk is. Like what? I don't really know if my audience would want to hear that. So you need to make it bite-sized, you know, edible for people, attractive, sexy, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. Two, you need to have a description, just like on Netflix, like you're flicking through, you're like, oh, should I watch this show? And you're going to click on the little icon and you want to read a couple sentences. Same with, with your talk. The organizer needs to get a little bit of a, huh, oh, I like the title. Let me get a little more. And then the third thing that you're going to need is your learning points. And it's like, you know, th usually three is plenty, three to five, not really more than five necessarily on a talk, but like, what is the audience going to learn? You will learn this, right? And and you need to be clear about that because they're going to want to know, well, if you come and speak for us, what what's the audience going to get? I have been doing this, as you know, hundreds of times. That never changes. They always ask for the title, the description, and the learning points. It just, that's what you, you have to have that. Yeah. <laughs> have <to> that. <laughs> I love how you made that so succinct. That is such a great nugget. And in fact, I want to make sure that like if, if I want people to to really understand that, because that is so clear. It's the title, the description and the three learning points or the number, the, you know, the few learning points that really can be very helpful for somebody who's just kind of going, OK, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about. What do I what do I talk about? I love that. So um, so do you so, you know, I always feel like there's two things, right? When you're on stage, you could either be trying to be this thought leader mm -hmm. or you could be trying to sell from stage, maybe both. But um, do you do you coach clients on selling from stage, actual um, call to action to sell? Yes. Yes. And that's my more my wheelhouse. I have people who, so a lot of times it might be referred to as like paid keynote speaking is a little bit more on the thought leadership side. Um, selling from stage or, you know, giving your offer from stage, marketing, using speaking as marketing is like the other lane. There are speakers who do both. I am more in the selling from stage model. Um, so I love working with entrepreneurs who are going to give massive value to the audience. And also then you're considering massive value to your business. Like, does this work? Does this make sense? You still should have a call to action, even if you're a quote unquote, like keynote speaker or paid keynote speaker or a thought leader that call to action might just look different, right? It might be, you know, 
go out and do XYZ with the world or the community, or I want you to be thinking of this or something like that. But you'll notice that a lot of times those thought leaders have a book or maybe they have a course or maybe they have a website or maybe they have some. So it's not that they're not doing it. They don't have other things. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um, I will also add on to when you're getting your talk done, if you are wanting to use the stage to attract your ideal clients, I do this thing where we start at the end. So there was a couple other components that I didn't mention in the talk, but um, we start at the end first and then we work our way up. So what happens is we actually start at that call to action. Yeah. What is the point? What's going to lead you to, this is where my business coaching comes in. It's like, what's going to, what one thing can you have them do that's actually going to lead them to the thing that's going to get you to the business? It might be selling something. Literally, it might be giving away something for free, you know, to get them to the next step. And then the learning points are going to then work off that. It's all going to lead to that piece. And then, of course, the description is going to describe the learning points. And then the title is going to pull it all together. So even though I said the title first, um, it's last. Yeah. So, <laughs> we started the end first. <laughs> You reverse engineer that, right? Because, yeah. that, you know, you kind of want to, what's the result you want? Let's see how we're going to get there by reverse engineering it. I think that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. What a great way to teach that and to kind of coach people um, to get to that, you know, to get their ultimate result. So here's, a, here's something interesting. Um, so, you know, I feel like even, you know, I've been doing the podcasting for 108 shows. So, and, and, you know, and I'll take the stage frequently at like a networking event or something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you never really lose those nerves, right? Like it, I feel like even though I've been doing it a lot, um, I don't get so much so nervous anymore podcasting, but like getting on a stage with everybody watching, you know, eyes on you, those first 30, 40 seconds are like, ah, you know, who's, who am I talking to? Do you have any tips um, on a way to prepare so that you're not feeling those nerves or that, so you can like subdue them pretty quickly? And do you, do you think most people get nervous before they take the stage? I think that most people do. I think it changes the more you do something you get, it might, it might lessen. I also think it's really exciting to feel that adrenaline. I, I guess I think of it more as a little bit of adrenaline versus nervousness or, you know, it's kind of all the same. Um, so I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm alive. Like I can feel it. Like I can feel my heart beating harder or faster, or I can feel like the jitteriness. And, and that's to me very exciting versus terrifying. Although I know not everyone has that same experience when it comes to fears around speaking. I know there are a lot of people who would rather have a lot of other things happen to them besides being on that stage. Most people that work with me already can't wait to get the microphone in their hands, even though they might still feel nervous. And what I have found is that it's really individual. It's an individual conversation. It's a customized conversation. So more than like, oh, you know, go do this breath work or do this you know, activity, it's, it's more of a conversation of like, okay, what conversation do you need to have with yourself to calm the nerves? What is it that you're worried about? Okay. It's almost like having a dialogue with yourself. Like, okay, what am I worried about? I'm worried I'm going to look stupid or make a mistake. Okay. Well, if that happens, then what are you going to do? Or if that happens, what do you think is going to happen next? And you're like, well, I'll probably just keep going and everyone will 
be okay. And is anyone going to die? No, I, you know, like really just sort of calming yourself down so that you're like, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I've heard some of the worst and most embarrassing stories, people falling on their face in front of everyone, um, having their dress tucked into their nylons and really bad stuff, really, really bad stuff. But guess what? They were fine. And the audience is always on your side. You know, they're always just like, they want you to succeed. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not something that just like goes away, but it doesn't have to go away, you know? Yeah. No, I, you know, I, it makes a lot of sense what you're saying, because I think that a little bit of, of nerves just means that you're excited. There's excitement, right? Yeah. Um, and just personally, just, you know, when I get on stage, I always feel like what helps me with my nerves is preparation ahead of time and, and not over preparing. Cause I I've done that before. And then I kind of get glued to my script. And if I miss something, I'm like in my head and that can be counterproductive too, but really preparing at least on my points that I want to make and sort of the order in which I want to make it. I feel that really helps calm me. Cause I kind of know what I'm going to do. I you know, it's just a matter of just um, grounding myself on the stage, which I think is really important too, when you're speaking from stages, like really to feel grounded. Um, but, um, but preparation usually helps me. And sometimes even like those breath exercises and some, you know, some, you know, just, um, those exercises that help you not articulate properly. Cause I found that when I was nervous, when I speak, like I would, I would like um, the words wouldn't come out right. I would articulate things fully. And I was like, okay, that's my nerves. <laughs> have yeah. you experienced that or seen somebody experience that? I have. I have. And I just roll with it. And then I also, oh my gosh, I was going to say something and I can't remember what it was, but it was going to be really great. So I'll think of it in a second. See, it can happen just like, right? Like that. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, <laughs> Planting yourself on that stage, when you plant yourself on that stage, you really feel, you know, confident, right? And that preparation that that really helps me a lot. I'm sure it'll come to you. And oh, I I know what it was the preparation. So I'm a huge, huge fan of preparing. And sometimes people will ask me, well, how many times do I need to give? How do how many times do I need to practice my talk? And it's literally like asking the owl, how many bites does it take to get to the middle of the tootsie pop? I'm like, gosh, I don't know. Three, 10, 15, once, I'm not sure. It depends on you. But the the goal is to, as much as you can, create that unconscious competence so that you're not thinking about your content when you're on stage, but you're really there. The content's already in your DNA. And then you can give more to the audience because you're not worried about yourself. You're there to serve them. And that is not like, there's not an exact many steps to get there. It's just like, well, until you kind of feel it, go for it. And sometimes you may not have, sometimes that's going to take longer. Like the more times I've given my talk, I mean, I'll tell people like, give your talk a hundred times, then guess what? It's going to be in your DNA. It's going to be in there. But sometimes people are like, well, I just, you know, I did it once and it didn't work. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to, <laughs> you got to get out there more. It's okay. Yeah. But allow yourself that time. Yeah. Well, another thing that helps me uh, calm my nerves is that when I get on that stage, like kind of like what you mentioned, I know that somebody in that audience is going to get yes. something really great out of what I have to say, yeah. right? Serving somebody, even if it's just one person that, that 
by itself makes me feel like, okay, I'm doing something really important for at least one person in this audience. And that helps me kind of ground myself as well. That's brilliant, Christine, because then it's not about you. It's about giving to them. And when you can shift that on stage and be in that space, it's like everything else is calm because whatever we're feeling, even if we're not maybe showing it physically, right? Fit feelings are contagious. People can sense that even if they're maybe not even on a conscious level, but they're like, sometimes I, I people say, well, I've, I've spoken a lot. And I never sold anything or no one ever bought anything. And I'm like, okay, well then something's off. Like we need to go through the whole system and see what wire is not connected or what's going on because that's not the audience. That's either yeah. you or the presentation. So let's figure it out. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting because that kind of leads me to my next question. And mm -hmm. when you get on that stage, it's so important to build that rapport, right? And I, I have this belief that when you get on a stage, and I don't know if you, this resonates with you, but when you get on a stage, you have to be like two things. You have to be ordinary and you have to be extraordinary. You have to be ordinary <laughs> because you need to, they need to be relatable. You. Yeah. You have to be extraordinary because there's a reason they came to listen to you. Right? right. I mean, you're the expert because if you're just ordinary, then like, why are they even there listening to you and dedicating time to that? But that rapport building is so important. Do you have any like thoughts on that or tips around that? Because like you said, if somebody gets on stage and isn't able to connect with the audience for them to trust them enough to maybe ask them for a next step, then something is amiss. Yeah, it's so important to just remember this. This is really the key. Your audience is made of human beings, right? And it's not like prospects or robots or just a number of people. It's human beings. And sometimes we forget to connect to the audience. It's like, if something's happening in the room, address it. If just, oh, there did it. Was I the only one who heard that really loud noise? All right, let's get back to the program. Like, it's okay to go a little off script when you're having a shared experience. So connecting, if I'm in person, of course, I'm going to look people directly in the eye. I might walk out into the audience, depending on the setup. I'm going to really engage them. Like if I'm going to ask them to do something, okay, everyone, get your pens out. And I'll look and like, did you get your pens out? Get your pens out. Come on, let's do this, right? So it's not just like ignoring that everyone didn't get their pen out. Like, okay, let's all do this together. Um, even that languaging can help that let's and we're going to, we are in it and we're going to do it together. Those types of things can also help build rapport. There's so many ways you can compliment, you can, uh, there's compliment, collaborate and um, commonality are the three keys to building rapport. So I do those kind of naturally anyway, but if you're really not great at building rapport, you can start going, what do we have in common? Oh, hey, I grew up here. So glad I'm here on stage or oh, whatever that commonality is, <laughs> complimenting yeah. and and I already mentioned the collaboration. Yeah, so the collaboration is more like, let's do this together. Yeah, yeah. And the commonality is like, how are we the same? Yeah, and like, oh, I'm from a small town too. Like, say you're speaking in, you know, I, I spoke in Mississippi. Well, I've never been in Mississippi before, but I grew up in a small town. So I can say, oh, I grew up in a small town too. It's just a little farther away from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, I'm a mother too, or I'm, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, complimenting, can you clarify that one? Yeah, so I did it earlier when I said, oh, Christine, what a great tip that you did to help um, create, uh, you know, how you practice or how, you know, how you deliver your, your talk, right? So 
I'm not doing it because I feel like we need to develop rapport. It just comes naturally. So of course, if you're complimenting someone, it needs to be authentic. Don't, don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> That's right. People see through that. People are, yeah, yeah. You know, you, authenticity is something that you feel like in your bones, right? So yeah. and people are not, are, are very in tune with that. They can tell if somebody's being yeah. real yeah, or not. Fake. It's got to be real. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Wow. This is so good. It's so good. I am really hanging on every word you're saying because I do speak in public and this is so, so great to get these tips from an expert who coaches people on this. So one of the things that I have um, trouble with is, you know, when you get on stage, you know, I, I have a talk that can go an hour long, mm -hmm. but sometimes you have to take that hour long um you know, um, talk and condense into 10 minutes, you know, or three minutes, even sometimes oh, that's really hard. Yeah. yeah. So that sort of like, you know, you're, if you're given by the coordinator only 10 minutes to really do, you know, the teaching and the, you know, the, the, the three things, the, the teaching, getting them to know you, all those things. Do you have any tips on that? Like scaling that talk? Yes. It's always, I find it harder to go shorter than longer. When I help people get their talk ready rock, we actually start with a 30 minute model because I know they can always add, right? Mm -hmm. it, if you start with 30 minutes, then you can always add an exercise or you can expand on something or you can take shares from the audience. There's so many ways that you can expand it. But if you start with 30, it's gonna be a little easier to cut it down to 10. Um, when I do a 10 minute talk, which is not my favorite length of time to speak, um, I will really pare it down and then I will practice the heck out of it, right? Because I don't want to go over. If there's 10 minutes, that means they're on a strict schedule. I don't ever want to go over, but it, it's even more important that you really nail it. So you don't go off on too much of a bunny trail. You got to like stay on the point. I think one of the biggest mistakes speakers make, whether however many minutes they're speaking, is they try to shove too much information into the thing. Yeah. And also because like, it's stuff that you know really well. You're like, doesn't everyone know this? Like, this is so basic. Why would they want to learn this? But honestly, the keep it simple, sweetheart, um, if you share like one juicy big tip and maybe just like even what I said about the title, the the learning point, the description of the learning points, that's three things. I mean, I have a whole huge program on that where I go deep dive into each piece, but I know on a 30,000 foot view, like you still need those three things. Yeah. When you take something that's like really maybe vast of your expertise and just go, let me give you these three tips. And then if you want more, you can go here and find out more, or you can see me after, or you can go to this link, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So good. So how often do you think a business owner should take this stage? I mean, is there a, a kind of an average that feels right and gives them more opportunities? I'm a huge fan of having a nice balanced life. And so one of the things that I'll ask um, people when we're talking about working together is I say, how many times do you feel like you can fit this into your current model? Um, you know, depends on what you're doing. You know, how do you, are you trying to raise family and kids and got all that going on? And are you taking care of elderly parents? Like what else is on your plate? How can this fit in? And that'll help us determine if you're going to go more virtual because that's easier. Click the button, click the button, you're in and out or traveling or, you know, speaking your local area. And um, then we also start to figure out the monetization piece of it. Like if you did this many talks and you sold this item, this service, and you 
gain this many clients, like what does that bring in? How does that match what your financial goals are? So we look at it from all these different angles. It's not just like how many talks should you give? It's like, well, your time, you can't get your time back. So you always want to be like really, I would say leverage the you know heck out of every single opportunity, whether it's a podcast, a live interview like this, a radio show, a virtual talk, anything making sure that you can leverage it so you can say an easy yes, like, yes, that's going to be worth my time for my business or uh, I'm, I'm flattered, but that's, that's just not going to work for me. Most of my clients speak once, twice, or three times a month on average. Oh, wow. I speak, I speak five times a month on average. Oh, very interesting. Okay. Well, I, I, I was, you know, um, I've been speaking regularly like every two months, but I, I was thinking, I, I mean, I, it's stuff I love to do. I love to speak and, you know, spread the the message, but I, I couldn't imagine doing it two or three times, but it's just like you said, right? Yeah, it's, it it's more according to what is else is going on in your life. Um, so I, I mean, this is like so interesting, you know, there's so many preparations you have to do to prepare to be a speaker. And one of them is that one sheet or your speaker sheet, right? Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little bit of information on that? Sure. And that's one of the modules in my academy, because I know so many people have questions about it. Either they don't know what it is, or they know they need one, but they don't have one yet or whatever. So for anyone listening, you're like, what's a speaker sheet? It's basically a typically a one page. It's sometimes called a speaker one sheet, speaker one page speaker sheet there's different ways people refer to it and back in the day right it would be something that you would actually have printed out you might actually hand it over to somebody nowadays you don't really need it printed <laughs> like who's carrying around a bunch of papers in their in their bags no it's definitely a digital piece but it highlights you as a speaker okay so it's not all your services no that's a different thing it's your speaking you're typically it has your topic your headshot your um what audience you serve possibly some media you know if you've been on some tv or different different logos that maybe companies you've spoken for or worked with some testimonials and of course it's branded in your colors and your you know your look and your style and things like that so those are the basics and a lot of times people have speaker sheet shame or fears or worries and it's like oh i don't have this i don't have that i don't have i need my headshots i need this i need this i need this that's why I have an entire module broken down of like how you start to get it all together. How could you write your bio? How would you ask for testimonials and make it super easy? My big thing, Christine, is done is better than perfect. Like we need to get the project done. You can always go and change it. You can update it. The world is not going to end. It's going to be okay. But yeah, got to start with what you have. <laughs> they might say, oh, I've never been on a TV show. That's okay. We don't, yeah. then we won't put that on there. Just like in a, as a stylist, you're like, we're going to accentuate the positive, right? We're <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's so certain a things look good on you. Certain things don't. Yeah, no, really good advice. I mean, I think sometimes perfectionism can really stand in the way of people's success. So just, just sometimes, like you said, done is better than perfect. And it's something I had to learn the hard way, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's true. If you're trying to get everything just so 
you might not ever get it done. So um, really great advice. So uh, Lisa, we, um, how can people connect with you? Because I mean, you are a wealth of knowledge. I, you know, this, I, this episode is important for every entrepreneur to hear, and I'm going to be pushing this out on social because I really like all the entrepreneurs. I know I want them to hear what you have to say, because I know they all want to be on stage. I think everybody wants to be on stage, but they just fear that they fear getting started or they fear that nobody's going to want them. Or, you know, we always are thinking things like that. So, um, so such good information here, but how can people connect with you if they wanted to, um, you know, talk further and understand better what you do and how you can help them? They can go to get speaking gigs now.com on there. You can get access to the five top tips to get more speaking gigs. I know that's what you want. You don't want just one gig, right? You want several, yeah. um, for hopefully the rest of your career. And if you are also feeling like, wow, I have been wanting to do this for a really long time. I really can't ignore that anymore. Like life's short. You're just feeling like if you were waiting for a sign, this is it. Let's have a conversation. Um, you can sign up for a conversation with me. It's called the speaker readiness assessment. That's also available on getspeakinggigsnow.com slash chat. So that'll take you directly to the questions and access to my calendar. So we can have a more deep conversation about what it is you're trying to achieve. And, and if I can support you, I'm happy to do so. Yeah. Well, Lisa, we put all that in the comments so people can actually look at that and, and connect with you. I just had this thought, you yourself speak on stages, right? But yeah. you speak about speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so we need art to imitating life, imitating art. <laughs> <laughs> you speak about speaking, which I think is is so cool, right? Yeah, like, it's fine. Yeah, um, it's awesome. You are awesome. This has been so wonderful. Let's wrap up because I want people to get like the nuggets, right? That whole, that summary. So if there's one takeaway from today's show that you want people to really resonate with, what would be that one takeaway? Hmm. I would say do what makes your heart sing. If you are meant to be a speaker, you already know. You already know. Figure out what you want to say, start writing it down, and come up with a plan to share it out to as many people. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And how about any tips, any quick tips? Well, I shared three of the tips about what you need to get your talk done, but there's two more things that you're going to need as you become a speaker that they're going to ask you for and that is you need a professional headshot yeah. and of course you know you're going to want to look really good for that so i recommend you check in with a stylist before your photo shoot oh, there you go you know anyone who could help with that hmm. <laughs> and then you're going to want a bio they're going to ask you for that bio so those are your five things that nearly every single place is going to ask you to provide them the title description learning points professional headshot and your bio uh, wonderful such an easy five things to remember for everybody out there um tools now with the hashtag speak and shine you have something to offer our, our audience what is that i thought it was the thing i already offered but that's what you know what i'm gonna do something special okay if you do the speak and shine hashtag in the group, I'm going to give you a link to my master class. 
and this is a surprise and it's called attract your clients through speaking yes even now it is a class i wrote right after the pandemic when everyone was freaking out like oh my gosh what are we gonna do how's this gonna work and let me tell you i booked 60 speaking engagements between april 2020 and december 2020. wow so while everyone was crying you know (laughs) i was making money it's okay and you can still do that too because a lot of people are on zoom so i will make sure and um, put that link in for we'll figure it out we'll get that link to everybody that, that puts in the speak and shine Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, final, final thing, action item for anybody wants to get started. Just jot down three ideas you have right now, three ideas you have right now of what you could share that people need to hear. Yeah. That's a great way to start because that, that, that uh, title is the most important thing, right? It's the first thing that somebody's going to ask you to do. And the, you want to miss an opportunity when somebody asks you, can you come and speak for us? And you're like, ah, wait a minute. I have to think about what I want to speak about. <laughs> yeah. Entrepreneurs often do that, right? Even if they're like on the spot, like, or on video, they're like, oh, what do I say? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. This was amazing with the hashtag speak and shine you can get what lisa has to offer in her master class we'll be adding that to the um the, the the comments here so that you can go back to the facebook page and find it and connect with lisa lisa i am so honored that you were able to make it on our show and i'm looking forward to connecting with you more in the future and um everybody should listen to this show because everybody who's in business for themselves has this opportunity to be on stage thank you again and there you have it waste up wardrobe nation the waste up wardrobe weekly wrap up and thank you for joining us for this very powerful interview i feel like every, i'm going to be pushing this show out so much because every business owner should listen to these tips on here and um and benefit from it there's such great information here and you know it we are here every thursday at 11 30 live having a conversation and a dialogue with you so join us next week at 11 30 uh, where we will uh, bring you a new fresh topic and invite a friend mm-hmm.